Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who is here every day of the week when he wants to, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. That's not as cool as my previous nickname. I don't like, really, oh, what's you? What are you most known for? Being here every day. I don't care. That's what I'm most known for. I don't. That's that's how you know me. The reason I don't care is because you're traveling to communist Illinois mm-hmm. this weekend, and I'm staying here in God's country. <laughs> Down Tennessee. here in God's country, Tennessee. I'm going nowhere else. My dad wants me to go to Louisiana, which is okay. I'm fine by fine with Louisiana, um, but I'm going to stay right here in God's country. Yeah, uh, it's. I'm going to go be taxed for a few days. The next few days will be very taxing. They, they will. just say that. I'm going to go see the family in Illinois. Are you going to fill up with gas before you cross the I road? always do. I fill up before I go normally somewhere in Kentucky or before I get out of Tennessee, like in Clarksville, I'll go and get some gas. And it's not, it's cheaper for sure. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's like. I mean, it matters in the long run if you're buying a lot of gas all the time. I just do it because I don't want to give Illinois any of my money. You know what's That's absolutely the main insane? No. This is insane. I've never heard of this before. My mom, is she's in the live group today, so she can attest to this. Um, we got her a car a couple of years ago, and it was, in, it was in my name, and so I had the plates for it. And then I, I re-upped those plates by like wiggling my way around of transferring from one thing to the other. And it only cost me like 50 bucks here in Tennessee. What, $35? Mm-hmm, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she finally had to, you know, get the car registered in Illinois. We were trying to avoid that situation, but she did. She got them flipped over. And uh, 300, correct me if I'm wrong, $365. And make the, get the plates registered yes. in Illinois. And then next year it'll be $315. Uh. So it's that every year now. $315 just to renew your registration in Illinois. Well, it's for your bet. I mean, look at all the great amenities they have up there in Illinois. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for government So much workers. better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you work for the government, $301, my bad, $301 to renew your plates every year in the state of Illinois. Well, you're just lucky it's, it wasn't 302. Imagine yeah. that world, though. It's just insanity to me, by the way, that we literally don't own anything anymore. No. There's nothing you actually ever own, even if you pay sales tax to own it. You still have to rent it from the government. Uh, Literally yeah. everything is rented. I think we should start a protest. Mm. Let's do it. Let's go peacefully protest somewhere. We're going to talk a little bit about some stuff like that. By the way, I didn't mention yesterday. Did you come up with a list of how to peacefully protest? Um, we yeah. can go through. We can go through. Yeah, it. we'll we go can through ad the hoc, whole. We can ad hoc one. whole and what are yeah all the mm. all that stuff. Yesterday, I forgot to mention. You know, we talked a little bit about. And what happened with that whole parade thing? We talked some stuff about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, trying to be at the end of talking about that, but there's still some dumb stuff being said. Anyway, forgot to mention, there weren't really any protests up there in Wisconsin. There weren't, the stuff wasn't on fire. Now, Portland, Oregon, there were protests and stuff, but that's like weekend. That's just like a normal weekend thing. That's a normal there would have been a, There would have been a protest anyway, there would, or a riot. There was a riot declared in Portland, but that's just a... Friday, Saturday night. That's what you do when you go to, you go down to Starbucks, you meet up with your friends, and then you light the Starbucks on fire afterwards. Yeah. It's just kind of a normal thing in it's Portland. It's a new tourist attraction. Yeah. It's Portland's, they're, they're putting it on billboards. I'm thinking about going to see the riot yeah. sometime. Reduced just flights. Just to check it out. Just to, yeah. 
<laughs> vacation in Portland where you get to burn people's buildings down. Anyway, it's important to note that because I think a lot of people were assuming there were going to be some bad ones. And when that doesn't happen, and we've been yelling for a couple weeks about how there were going to be crazy protests if Rittenhouse was found innocent and then it doesn't happen, let's just mention the fact, hey, people didn't burn shit down yet. They didn't, they didn't do it yet. Stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't, didn't mean to say the S word. Yeah. That's my bad. Okay, but... There is this ongoing situation in Waukesha, Wisconsin. But before you get into that, Nate, okay, yes. I, I just wanted to let people know what this show is all about. If it's your first time listening to Good Morning Liberty, <laughs> we're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. We talk a lot of politics every single day and, and what we can do about it. And above all, we believe in the pursuit of meaning, which is adopting personal responsibility. No matter how crazy the world is, it's still your responsibility to make the most of it. So I just wanted to welcome all the, the new listeners. I mean, the numbers uh, currently still are good. still good. I think we're running even we with are, last month. So we're, we're not exactly blowing last month out of the water, but running even right now. We're up 1.1%. Okay. All so right. still on okay. the uptrend. Okay. Still going so up. Still a lot of new listeners. And I just wanted to welcome them and tell them what we were all about before you dive into this. One thing that you got to know from listening to the show is that we build each story on each story. Like it's hard for us to explain the root cause of every single issue every single day because we go through a lot of news stories and then we want to we want to dissect the news stories and talk about what's really going on behind the scenes. And yesterday, while Charlie was gone, I talked about the situation up in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Speaking of Ritz, someone. Speaking of roots, too, we're not on the interstate with this news. No. We're on like a Route 66. Root is what we're... You got to say you know? root, by the way. We're in Tennessee, so root. you got to say root. Okay. We're on like a Route 66 where we take the scenic route around all this news. <laughs> when um, when the, So someone ran their car through a parade, a Christmas parade going on. And what I pointed out yesterday was actually the media covered it in the way that they should cover things when bad things happen. I'm not upset with them for the way that they covered it. I'm upset with them for the way that they cover everything else. But the way that they covered this, it's the way that you're supposed to really do it. Um, they basically said, eh, we don't know exactly what it was. Now, the other thing they did was, which we talked about yesterday as well, was they decided to come up with other reasons for why this might have happened. He was speeding away. There was a car chase. There was a police chase. And he just happened to run through all the people in the parade or something. I feel like maybe you would have hit the brakes kind of first off and not just kept going through people. Really terrible situation. But anyway, uh, the police chief up there in Waukesha uh, was addressing the narrative specifically from CNN, which we which we talked about, of the fact that he was running from another scene or something like that. So this is from The Blaze. The Waukesha, Wisconsin police chief shot down reports and suggestions that parade terror suspect Darrell E. Brooks was fleeing from police when he rammed revelers during Sunday night's Christmas parade. And said it appears Brooks intentionally ran them down with the intent to inflict carnage. Now, I like how the blaze labels this man a parade terror suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're trying to call it in a different light. And I think they're trying to apply what the media would normally do when someone does something like this. I mean, there's it's the most obvious thing that we can possibly say. But if this were completely reversed and you had a white guy run his SUV and killed uh, five black people in a parade. Do you think CNN would be trying to come up for with excuses other than domestic terrorism or be, intentionally do it? 
be a domestic terrorist and yeah. white supremacist. Yeah, this would be getting as much coverage as a, a shooting that took place where that many people have been killed and, you know, 40 so people were injured. We know exactly how they would be covering it. Several news outlets, including CNN and the Washington Post. I just remembered I had a couple uh, screenshots put on here. And the Washington Post suggested that Brooks, who has a decades-long criminal rap sheet, including arrest for drugs, battery, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, and more, didn't mean to run into a parade and may have accidentally killed at least five people and injured dozens more while trying to flee from police. Earlier this week, CNN's, uh, CNN tweeted, they report Waukesha driver who plowed into parade was fleeing another crime scene, not an act of terrorism or retaliation. It's <laughs> they know. They just know yeah. that it's not an act of terrorism or mm-hmm. retaliation magically right after this thing happens. Yep. Now, would they ever give that kind of benefit of the doubt if the situation had just been a little bit different? Now, we know that that's what they're saying is we typically accuse people of terrorism and retaliation. Mm-hmm. It's typically what we do. Mm-hmm. But not in this case. We want to make sure that there are no if ands, buts, or anything else. You got to wait for the facts is, of the case to come out before we throw stuff out there. Definitely not terrorism, domestic terrorism, any type of racial motivation whatsoever. Just, we know that for sure. Just a few minutes later, CNN also tweeted there are indications the person held in deadly Wisconsin parade incident was fleeing another scene. Sources say. We got some good, some good sources right there. All right, so just wanted to cover that the that the police were actually talking about this and saying no, no, y'all's narrative that you're trying to push on this that's that wasn't what was happening. Well, and this is this plays into the larger conversation we consistently have about how everything's fake, mm-hmm. right? That and how the media just tries to spin narrative after narrative after narrative, and then I, you know, I go a little bit further, and then they say, oh well, you, you know the the chart on truthful media. You know how they try to deem themselves as the truth and it yeah. has to be a reputable source and all of that stuff. Um, I was listening to, we talked about this the other day. I started listening to that Joe Rogan, Tim, uh, Tim cast. Uh, oh, the one that had all the guys on it. Yes. Michael yeah. Malice, mm-hmm. uh, Blair, somebody else. Anyway, I was listening to that. Alex Jones. And they were talking about how the media has kind of always done this. I mean, a hundred years ago, they lied us into the Spanish war in Cuba and all, all kinds of stuff. And it's just now Vietnam, we have the technology to uh, figure out what they're doing. And I thought, I found that to be a really interesting theory um, that I thought has a lot of truth. Well, they mentioned Walter Cronkite and everyone, when they envision this truthful media, they go back to, to Walter Cronkite on the news and he was just reporting the facts as they were. And what they pointed out in that episode was, yeah, he probably wasn't. He's probably lying just like everyone else was. You just you just thought he was reporting the facts. Yeah. You just have any you didn't have any way to know whether or not he was re- reporting the facts. That's uh that's really it. All right, next story cuz we got about 18 stories to to run through right here. One more thing about Kyle Rittenhouse. And let me put this up here on the screen for everyone to see. I wasn't going to talk about it anymore, but then I went on the msnbc.com today which I didn't have saved as a source of dumb news for the podcast. And I just was like, I'm going to go on there and take a look at this first story on there. I was like, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. Come on, man. All right. That's, that's you. All right. From MSNBC, my favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love uh, what's your name? Rachel. Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Mm-mm-mm. That's a good source of entertainment folks. MSNBC. 
During the civil rights movement, protesters had to fear fire hoses, dogs, and tear gas. Now, with the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse, not only will protesters continue to fear excessive police force, but because a Wisconsin jury found Rittenhouse not guilty in the killing of two protesters and the wounding of another, random gun-toting vigilantes with their idea of law and order will also present another very present danger. <laughs> so this is a new threat you have to worry about. There weren't any other threats out there. And all it's just the vigilantes with their idea of law and order. Now, if this wouldn't have been self-defense, if you just would have gone out there and shot someone that was protesting, I think you would have been found guilty of shooting someone. I think that so was just too. out there protesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like the facts of the case are pretty clear now. By the way, I think if he was sitting in a tower just picking people off, mm-hmm. I just a lot different. I just found out today. Now, how often have we talked about this and read all types of stuff about this case? How did I not know that Kyle Rittenhouse was a lifeguard and he worked in Kenosha as a lifeguard? All this stuff I saw about him not having any reason to be in Kenosha, doesn't need to be there, traveled across state lines. I love how they talk about the state lines thing, like he had to cross the border. His dad uh, took lived a coy- there. Took a coyote across the border yeah. up there to Wisconsin from Illinois. And um, it, I, how did I not know that? I, I didn't know that. Like, just that little simple piece of context, like, oh, he works in Kenosha and he's a lifeguard in Kenosha. Not that that's super important to the case, but it's important to the whole context and conversation around why was he there. Anyway. Joe says, I bet Joe knew. I'm sure. Joe actually did put a couple of those things in the live group. I'm sure times. I'm sure everyone did know. I just I watched probably 75% of the case, and we've talked about, read tons of stories, and from right-leaning news places, yeah. too. And I've never specifically, that information was never knowingly it wasn't widespread yeah it wasn't wittingly narrative was yeah he, oh he crossed state lines he had no reason to be there mm-hmm. whatsoever like dude the dude pretty much grew up there it's his He's, dad literally lived there yeah. and he worked in kenosha yeah he works there that's important yeah. i mean we knew that it wasn't a big deal to drive over there he lives on the state border you're just right it's it's like me like when i go to get groceries like that's how far he went to drive to go to Kenosha. It's not like he packed up that's, his bags and headed over there or anything. Growing up, that's what we did all the time. I know. We had 25, we, 30 minutes for anything that you needed is what you had to drive. Either, well, you being at your dad's, you probably went to Cape Girardeau more often than not because that's the, the biggest mm-hmm. city, so to speak. When you're living in a town of, well, you were living in a town over there at your dad's of about 300 people. And uh, good old Vienna, Illinois, had twelve hundred people. There's, there's only I think it was fourteen hundred. Don't sell it four, short. Fourteen hundred. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so you would drive. We would drive to Paducah, Kentucky, or Cape Girardeau, <laughs> Missouri. We crossed state lines all the time, um, which means we live there. Now I want to draw your attention to the beginning of this article too, of what I just read, and I want to reiterate what they're doing here. And it's very important to pay attention to these types thing type of things. The first sentence, what they say is. During the civil rights movement, protesters had to fear fire hoses, dogs, and tear gas. Now with the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. So they they obviously are tying those two things together. They want to make you think about the civil rights movement and how this is similar. And this is the same thing because that's what was happening during the civil rights movement too. People were just running around, burning smashing buildings, windows, setting yeah, cars on fire, burning, cars over, burning yeah, stuff. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. In this sobering moment for the American justice system, the Second Amendment has outweighed the first. 
taking away your First Amendment, uh, First mm. Amendment right? Because of the unwillingness of politicians or the courts to deal with the proliferation of guns in America, despair, disdain, and distrust continue to uh, permeate. permeate our everyday lives. Vigilanteism, not protesting, is the preferred form of dissent in America. That's that's the preferred because what they were doing was a First Amendment thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they I, were definitely protesting. They weren't rioting. I know when I'm upset at my neighbor and I just want to practice my First Amendment rights, I just set his house on fire. Uh huh. And yeah. I'm well within my First Amendment to do that. It's a, it's right there in the text. Mm-hmm. I slash his tires, smash mm-hmm. his windshield. Yeah. Spray paint the side mm-hmm. and call him a pig. You and your friends beat him up if he goes mm-hmm. somewhere you don't want him to go. There's, yeah, it's, take, a, it's in the first of them. I've got a whole garage full of skateboards mm-hmm. just ready to hit people over the top of the head that I disagree with. You're a professional protester I'm in my professional book. Professional First Amendment advocator and practicer. That's what I do. I pra- It's like, hey, Chuck, what do you do for a living? I practice the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. That is my lifeblood. Actually, okay. when he asked you that question, you just punch him in the face. Exactly. He's like, oh, I know what he, he does. He practices the First Amendment, obviously. He should have known. Yeah. Um, now, keep in mind, this is an article. Somebody pointed this out in the live group. An article coming from the uh, the news organization that was literally barred from the courtroom <laughs> for following the jury, by yeah. the way. Okay. Rittenhouse's acquittal is representative of the primacy of the Second Amendment. His killing of Rosenbaum and Huber at a racial justice march in Kenosha. <laughs> And then his being found not guilty send a clear message. White lives who protest for black lives don't matter. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. See, all this was, folks, was a racial justice march. And if you look up the definition of a racial justice march, you will see the inclusion of looting, setting fires, stealing, and vandalism. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. <laughs> and the fact that someone was there to help put out fires and provide first aid was attacked and defended himself. Um, the white lives are more important. That's, what, that's, that's, that's what, the thing. White lives who protest for black lives matter don't matter. That's a mouthful, but that's just the truest thing I've ever heard. If mm-hmm. you're a white person protesting for black people, you don't matter, man. That's all I know. Bringing a gun to a protest is okay, especially if you feel threatened by the protesters' message. Now they have to say it's okay because a bunch of the protesters had guns also. Yeah. And if you say and if you say you feared for your life as you killed someone, you will be exonerated if you were siding with the police and not those protesting the police. Oh, they were saying that sarcastically. That's mm-hmm. okay. I got you. Now the the overall argument here is that the Second Amendment is taking primacy over the First Amendment because we are protecting Kyle's first, Second Amendment rights over everyone else's First Amendment rights. But it's a it's a dead argument from the beginning because you don't have a First Amendment right. Like, you can't just call lighting stuff on fire and vandalizing things and looting a protest and then say that you have a First Amendment right to do it. You You can't can't just do this. Like, I kill you in protest. Yeah. No. That doesn't mean you got a First Amendment right to do it. Yeah, it also doesn't mean you can chase people with a chain or say I'm going to kill you. Like, that's not protected speech, by the way. Um, I can't. Making threats is not protected speech. No, not at all. I so. think, um, you know, maybe making threats is all right, but uh, it's just a clear situation here where then what if you let them win the fight, they're the ones chasing you, let them win the fight. What are they going to do with your gun? 
what are, what are they going to do afterwards? And it's not just that you think that you're in imminent fear of death. It's also of great bodily harm is is also in part of that. So that's the other thing that people have to remember. It's just ridiculous. You can't. All they're trying to do is is and what's change the, the way that we talk about what a protest is. They didn't use the word riot one bit in here when it was clearly a riot, not a protest. Bunch of ridiculousness. My yeah, and you and it's obvious that Kyle had that fear, considering he was hit in the head with a skateboard. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's, that's that. Not important. So what you should talk about is how you feel. Yeah. That's what we talked a lot about yesterday. Like you can't. You went way too far right there. What I want to know is how do you feel, and that's the that's the important part. All right. Switch. I've really got to put my logic to the side. Yeah. You got to get rid of all that all that stuff. That's nonsense. Like objectivity. That's. Mm. You're just, that's white supremacy, man. Mm -hmm. You got to stop with that stuff. Trying to be objective and logical about things. That's part of my white fragility. You're asserting white dominance over Mm -hmm. people when you do that. We're not going to have any part of it on this podcast. All right, y'all. Well, if you enjoyed today's hell of a show like I did, then please hit that subscribe button. Sign up. Goodmorningliberty.locals.com. We've got a lively live group that you want to be a part of. And, you know, I appreciate all the people that have signed up. It's It's been a lot of fun. Are you saying you're thankful? I am. I'm yeah. thankful this year that this many people want to be our friends. Yep. That this many people pay for our exclusive access and friendship. Um, and you want to be a part of that. So when we do our 1,000th episode, Nate Fest, you are invited to that. Exactly. You, you don't want to miss that. You got to be in the live group to be invited. This is episode 594. I think. Mm-hmm. So we got a little ways to go. It's technically episode 615. Yeah. If you wanted to really count, but So we're not that far away. No. No. Yeah. Not yeah. that far. So you guys want to you want to get signed up goodmorningliberty.locals.com if you want to learn about the stock market and what's going on with this inflation, sign up mastermytrades.com. Please share the show with a friend and enemy, a confidant and the children. Share it around the Thanksgiving table. Nothing like politics with your family. It's the best conversation starter I can think of. Um, I actually had an interesting conversation the other day with someone. I'm not going to mention any names here, um, but someone was having uh, some issues. And the, uh, let's see how I can put this. Someone was having some issues with a certain, um, with a certain. You really can't give any of the details. I know this is, this is very difficult. Um, Someone was having some issues with a certain way a program was directed or I'm sorry, a certain way a program was being implemented. Okay. But it turns out the program director, the person above the people who were implementing this program, uh, listens to this podcast. Ooh. And the debate was surrounding uh, critical race theory and some other things. And, uh, the, the way it was being implemented was incorrect. And the, the, um, the person who was having issues with, the people who were implementing this um, reached out to the director. And uh, weirdly enough, I, I was told this information. I was like, what? That's crazy um, that someone listens to that. So I really appreciate that. Um, I get nervous when I think about the people that I know that in, like, well, I know we, this we know particular people person. That are like, I don't know the other person who listens to the, to yeah. the show. We know people uh, that we know that are 
superintendents of schools and principals of schools and stuff like that that listen to the show. And there's actually a lot of weight put on you when you think about stuff like that. That's that's all over. I mean, there's thousands of people out there, and I have no idea what their jobs are. Hey, when people but, find the truth, they like to yeah, listen to it. Yeah, I like to listen to the truth, too. I'm just so. like, oh, maybe I you know, shouldn't have said that. I don't know. But, uh, huh, well, whatever. Nah. No. This show is about the truth, and it's also about growth, because we're, like, we're not afraid to admit when we're wrong. Yeah. Ever. Like, somebody points something out to me, I'll be like, yeah, I totally missed that. And when that happens, we'll do it. Yeah. But until it's, then. It's few and far between, I gotta <laughs> tell you. So, anyway, thank you all for listening. Thanks for sh- sharing it around. It is, it's affecting real people's lives, and I, I really appreciate that. So, uh, keep doing what you do, and we'll keep doing what we do. That's that's why we do this. So if you guys do all those things, have a Merry Thanksgiving with your family and a Happy Christmas. We'll be back on Monday after the holidays are over. Oh, forgot about Black Friday. Mm. Make sure you get your shopping done at yeah. these, uh, you know, at these. Uh, Make sure you're getting an tariff. actual deal, by the way. There's so many people who are like, oh, it's Black Friday, so it must be a good deal. Yeah. You know? Well, you got to watch sure out for deal. these greedy capitalists. Yeah, you know? yeah that are offering these amazing goods and services mm-hmm. at a discount. So uh, enjoy. Enjoy your greedy capitalist shopping <laughs> this weekend after you stuff yourself with a fried turkey. Jive turkey. <laughs> if you do all those things, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.